Hi Actionistas and welcome to this Actionista podcast. I'm your host Tony Barber and today we're looking forward to speaking to Garvey Zaitlin. Garvey provides product and marketing strategy and he helps organisations get and keep more clients and customers using Facebook ads. Garvey's going to be sharing some tips about Facebook ads, but also helping us understand why Facebook ads might not have worked for us in the past. So without further delay, let's talk to Garvey. Hi, Garvey. Thank you very much for joining me um, here today. And I'd like to start by asking a little bit about you and your journey. Um, I know that you spent a long time in the corporate world building up a company, but that's not where you are today. So can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, sure. So I guess I'll I'll start a little bit with uh, the beginnings of kind of my journey. In my early 20s, I got very, I got very interested in uh, direct response marketing. Um, So if anyone isn't familiar with what direct response marketing is, it's uh, as opposed to brand marketing, it's basically any marketing that you can track and control and see what the numbers of the outcome are, which allows you to test messages in a market, uh, which basically means that you can see if your if your marketing is effective or not, Um, you know, as opposed to kind of traditional, um, you know, let's say if someone's selling something in a store, you want to be able to differentiate your brand in a store, but you can't when it comes down to the individual product that's being sold, be able to actually track, you know, is this message being effective? So this is something I got kind of obsessed with. Uh, and then I ended up, so I ended up joining a startup uh, about nine and a half years ago. Um, and we ended up uh, growing that startup to $40 million a year. I was part of the team. And then the and then that company was then acquired by a Fortune 200. So this is where the kind of corporate um, experience comes in. Spent a number of years then continuing to work within the company as part of um, as part of that uh, 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 the corporate right. It was it was a company within the kind of the global corporate uh, brand and the and the and the, and the corporate company. Uh, and mm-hmm. as the end of last year, I ended up. Uh, so I'm now. I now left the company and I've now launched on my own, my own Facebook ads uh, agency. I've been doing work for clients on the side over the course of the years and this kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, I am ready to uh, to go full force with this and be able to, uh, to, to grow out and expand and help more people. Sure, I mean, that makes sense. Can I ask you why Facebook, Garvey? Why, why choose Facebook? So sure. So like I said before, um, Facebook is so I had an obsession with direct response marketing, which and Facebook is mm, a great yes. platform for that because you can track everything, right? It literally is a is a very transparent platform that allows you to know exactly uh, what's working, what's not working, where is something broken in your process, um, and be able to also do um, insane amounts of testing. So it works well not just for getting your marketing message out there but i've actually done this to actually test marketing messages right so like you know again working in the corporate world they would spend they would spend you know thirty thousand dollars for a focus group um to be able to test a marketing message you know and we were able to do i you know we were doing it for literally a few hundred dollars to be able to see what are people responding to and then boom now we know with confidence that this is what people are responding to and you can incorporate that into a much general uh generally larger campaign for for a business or a company Right. Okay. So, so looking at the budget element as well as uh, being able to get that response quite quickly, then Garvey. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Right. I'd like to ask you a little bit about your typical day in business, if I may. Um, obviously, our audience here are entrepreneurs and, and people running their own business. And I think we're always interested in knowing how a successful entrepreneur works and, you know, what your business day looks like. Are you a planner? And, you know, do you have some major goals in mind when you wake up in the morning? Could you tell us about that, please? Yeah, for sure. So I am definitely a, uh, a planner. Um, when it comes to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not kind of like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy to figure things out. And generally the process that I do, uh, you know, is I'll set my uh, yearly and quarterly goals out. And then I have something I call uh, a war, a war map calendar, uh, which basically yeah. what that what that is, is I take, you know, whatever my major goal is, let's say for the quarter, and I will literally map out everything that has to get done. And I will map out every single day, you know, the, the major tasks I have to get done to be able to go and achieve that goal. So when I wake up in the morning, I look at the calendar, there's a list of two or three major things I have to accomplish that day. I write them down in a sticky note, put them to the screen of my computer, and I just execute until that's done. And then everything else that happens um, in the day, you know, all the uh, other stuff that has to happen, you know, uh, accounting work, uh, you know, emails, and all the other stuff that has to happen, you know, my, my day's now freed up, because I'm usually done within the first few hours of the day, and I've moved the business forward uh, by having a planning system like this. Okay, um, thank you for sharing that. We, we find that a lot of successful entrepreneurs kind of get up early and have what I'm going to call me time, first of all, Garvey, um, in that they kind of focus themselves ready to tackle those goals. Is that something that you do? And, and is that something you're prepared to share with us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm a uh... I'm uh, I'm definitely an early riser. Uh, I, I usually get up at yeah. 5:30, and I and I don't I don't do work uh, when I get up in the when I get up in the morning. So I'm, my usual wake up time is between 5 and 5:30, 5 uh, and I'll usually get up and I'll and I'll read, do some exercise, basically have a little bit of me time before the craziness of the day happens. So I have kids mm. too, so I, you know I'll get the kids out the door <laughs> to school, and then I'm back basically a quick breakfast, and then I'm sitting down at my desk and executing. Great. Okay. Yes. I mean, that, that seems to be uh, something that a lot of successful entrepreneurs have in common. So thank you for sharing that. Now, many of our uh, listeners are service business, offering professional services, and that might be anything from, um, you know, sort of coaching. It might be training services, accountancy, legal, all sort of different aspects um, of services. You have a process for your Facebook ads. Could you sort of just briefly walk us through that process, please? All right, sure. So I guess I'll talk about my process, but first I'll start by saying what the mistake is that most people do. <laughs> so uh, the way that most people view particularly Facebook ads um, is they get very excited because they can go into Facebook ads targeting and they can do what's called interest-based targeting. I can target people, you know, let's say let's say it's, a, it's an accountancy, right? I can target sure. small business owners in my area making this amount of money and they'll build a group of like, you know, 30,000, 20,000, 30,000 people who are like, this, this is my exact ideal audience right the exact and then they'll make an ad and they'll run the ad to this group of people and it will horribly fail and they'll feel that they've just wasted their money and faith there's and, and facebook ads are useless that's what most people do okay that's yeah. not that's not the right way to to do facebook ads so I'll, I'll tell you where facebook ads are are good and and where the where it's weakness where it's weakness is um facebook is strong in the fact that it can take something that is already working and scale it 
very, very, um, to massive levels. And the reason it can do that is because fa Facebook does, um, it's really, it's, it's very behavior-based. It can really understand the behaviors of all of its users. If you think about it, it's just a, a massive artificial intelligence machine that's able to understand, you know, let's say, if I say that, if, uh, that this group, of, that this group of, of people are my ideal customers, and yeah. Facebook can now say, okay, now there's, you know, a million other people who match the um, variables that match for, in terms of these people. So that's kind of how it works. So it can it can find the right people um, in its system. The challenge is that initial group, the initial group who are your actual customers. So what sure. I always say, what I always say, particularly with Facebook, is that the best way to start Facebook ads is what I call end end of the funnel. Um, basically, as close as people can already to um, to uh, signing up on your website for a, for a call of some kind, or even just visitors to your website, target those people first, right? It's going to be a lot cheaper, and you're going to get a much better impact, and you're also giving Facebook the data that it needs to be able to now go and scale, it, and that's and that's what allows you then to be able to really scale Facebook. It needs something called right. what I call I call it original inputs original inputs of something that happens in the real world and once it has that it can scale you know amazingly right yeah that that certainly makes a lot of sense and i can see what you're saying um garvey about sort of almost starting too far up that that funnel as, as you referred to it i guess though for a lot of service businesses it's going to be sort of finding that original inputs is that something that is you know is it is it time consuming um how would you go about sort of suggesting that someone start finding what what is effectively a niche area we have a lot of uh, listeners, Gavi, who are just starting out in business, so perhaps don't have, um, you know, a lot to fall back on as an established business might have in terms of their, you know, current target audience. All right, sure. So there, there is a little bit of a hack that that I can share, um, and the, the only challenge is that it can, it, if let's say if you want to start Facebook ads, but you don't, let's say, already have. Um, visitors to your website. You want to start from kind of a fresh perspective. So, oh, yes. Right. The way you want to do that, the, the way you want to do it is you want to basically create an, an, a, a quote-unquote audience for yourself, right? A basic group of people who would be your ideal type of of, uh, of customer. So I'll give an example. Again, I'll use the uh, the accountancy as an example again. So Thank you. Um, let's let's go back to our example of um, of uh, what people usually do with Facebook is that they'll run and they'll they'll pick their group their ideal group of pe uh, ideal group of people who they think are their perfect customers and they'll put an ad that will basically say you know contact us for a you know a session to learn how our accountant. Uh, our accountancy can help you lo uh, lower your taxes or something like that, right? That's usually what it will look like. So the way to 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 to, to do the first step is that instead of running um, a a kind of a direct ad to this group of people, particularly when it comes to the internet, you have to understand, and particularly when it comes to a a industry where there are a lot of different service providers. Um, people will very rarely react to the first time they see you if they don't know who you are. So the way to do it is you want to create a, a, a 30 second to 90 second video that explains and gives information about who you are and what you do. So it would be, in this case, it would probably be, again, I'm using accountancy as an example because you mentioned it. Um, sure. The top three things that you need to know to be able to lower taxes in your small business. 
right? That would be a that would be a, uh, a like a probably a pretty good piece of content that your target market would respond to. Uh, and then what you'll do is you'll run that ad as an engagement ad to your audience. Okay, now here's the reason and we, we specifically want to do this for video with with video for a reason is because you can hmm. track how much somebody watches of that video. You know, so if somebody watches 50% of that video, they're probably interested or, or more likely to be interested in your service than somebody who's like, you know, I've got an accountant, I don't need that. Why are you showing me ads for an accountant? I don't know who you are. But if you're showing them content that's relevant to them, right, something that, that, that will help them in some way, right, and then they watch that, you've now given them, you've done a few things. You've given them useful information, you've introduced yourself and your brand to them, so they know who you are now, and you've now been, um, created a scenario where you can track their behavior so you know that that group of people um, are interested in what you have to say. So, for example, you have your group of 30, you run this video to them, let's say 2,000 of them watch 50% or more of that video, you can now run ads just to those 2,000 because you know those people are much more likely to be primed and in the market for what you have to offer as opposed to, to sending it first to the, uh, to the, initial, to the initial group, if, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can see exactly what you're saying about sort of getting to know people. Um, I know from sort of previous questions and input that we've had from our audience, Garvey, is that mm. some of those professionals don't like making videos. And by that, I mean, they, they're kind of happy to perhaps, um, I'm going to use the word carefully, but I am going to say hide behind um, a video slide probably happier doing that but actually sort of the video where their face is on that video they find quite difficult um firstly can i ask you is a video where your face isn't shown is that going to be a problem or is it going to have just too little impact so i mean the truth is people do respond to people's faces particularly on facebook mm. because it is a social environment that being said i have definitely seen videos where people will do let's say like these like uh, animated sketches the most important sure, thing yeah. is that you're able to convey the information in an engaging way i've seen people who will literally just do a powerpoint slide deck and just talk over the slides and that would be effective yeah. as well. It really, it really will depend yeah. on who your audience is. And, and really also, and, and I wanna make sure this is actually a really important point. It really is the message that you're conveying. And I should also say the pain point that you're targeting is, is gonna be kind of one of the most important factors to the effectiveness of the video. Because if you're going after somebody who's in pain, it matters less how the information is conveyed as long as it's able to, is as long as not is it's conveyed in an easily digestible way, if that, if that makes sense. It certainly does. Thank you. And I, I know that a, a lot of our listeners will be very interested in that because I say um, they have got some very valuable information to convey. But I think for um, quite a lot of professionals, actually sort of having your face on a video um, is like, oh, that's very, very scary. So thank you so much for sharing that. As I, say, I, I know that will be absolutely very valuable. Um, I, I, then, wanna add, I do want to add one more thing, though. Like This is, this is my challenge, sure. is that if, if someone yeah. is concerned about showing their video their face on a video there's a good chance that your competitors are as well so if you can get over that fear you're going to be able to just get that much further step on top of your competition in terms of people being able to recognize you so it's just a, it's a little bit of a challenge there it's not critical it's not critical but it is a point i want to add there 
And I guess the other point as well, that's something that's been raised, Gavi, is that um, a lot of people with this professional background think that we, we more or less have to have like a, a Hollywood production video. You know, everything has to be edited beautifully. It's got to be superb. You need, you can't stutter. You've got to have almost like a, a, a magical background. Again, on the basis of what you're saying, I'm feeling that you might be able to reassure listeners that, OK, the message has to be conveyed, but it doesn't have to be a Hollywood production. Am I right in that? So so you're 100 percent right. And I actually want to illustrate this with a little bit of a story It actually goes back to the original um, kind of direct response days from, from back in the 60s. So if anyone's not familiar yeah. with how direct response mail used to work, um, David Ogilvy was really one of the pioneers of this kind of mainstreaminess. Um, but basically what direct response, what they would do is they would put together, let's say, a campaign, a marketing campaign, and they would do basically they would let's let's use the example of uh, it was they were selling a golfing product. And they, what they would do is they would get the list of people who had subscribed to a golfing magazine and they would prepare these these uh, these this marketing campaign, this, uh, this sales letter to send to this group of people. And they would split test two or three different headlines or different components in the sales letter to see which variation um, which variation will get a better response, okay? Um, and what they would also do is they would advertise in the newspaper. Um, they would, and, and people who respond to the newspaper ad also, they would then send the sales letter to um, people who are interested in the information. Now, here's the interesting piece. They ran a, okay, this is actually an example I use a lot. They ran a split test of an ad in the Wall Street Journal. It was an advertorial, right? So an advertorial basically looks like an mm. article, um, but it's, you know, it gives valuable information. At the end of it, there's a call to action for them to, you know, respond uh, and request more information. And they ran exactly the same ad, exactly the same task in the Wall Street Journal. The only difference that they did was they changed the font in one of them to match the style of the newspaper like font so it looked like it was just another newspaper article as opposed to kind of a separate ad um and the one that looked like it was a newspaper article got a 50 percent higher response rate five zero wow and and the reason behind that is because and this is is, is this is something that's it's important to understand um particularly i've seen this because my background is also in email marketing it's something that, I, that i've applied as well people don't like to be advertised to but if they're interested in what they have what you have to say they like to be sold so if you can engage people if you can engage people in particularly if you're marketing to them in a specific medium what you want to do is you want your that your marketing whatever it may be to match the medium that they're on so great example now to answer your point about the hollywood style production Think about when you go into your Facebook feed and you see videos of your friend. They're not doing Hollywood style. They're holding up their phones and they're just talking to their phones. And that, and that, now that's kind of the background. But now I have seen those types of videos have significantly better response rates than any type of Hollywood style production because you're matching your marketing medium to the platform that you're on. Mm, that's really interesting. Thank you, Gavin. And hopefully that will be encouraging people to um, do what you kindly suggested, which is kind of get ahead of the market, sort of overcome that fear or embarrassment um, and, and just get forward and do it. And yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying now. That's such a valid point. It's ordinary people are on uh, Facebook generally. I, I know there are some superstars on there as well, but it is generally ordinary people um, who just want 
to sort of get their message across or, or want to talk. So yeah, that 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 is very powerful. Thank you very much for right. that. For, for, um, for sure. By the way, and if you and if anybody wants a little bit again, another challenge. I actually just completed one of these in one of the groups that I have, um, which is that you you write down 30 days worth of video content and you and you you have a challenge of making sure you post every single day for 30 days. Within 30 days, you won't be you won't be camera shy anymore. Um, and you'll be able to get past that hurdle, and it's going to have, and, and I, I can almost guarantee it will have a significant impact um, on your business if you if you can get over that. Great, thank you for that. And you're saying sort of it's only as little as sort of 30 to 90 seconds. Is is that right? Yeah, just a little tip, just a little, yeah. you know, just a little thing, or just a little insight, you know, you know, like you, and it can happen on the fly, you know. Listen, we just had a client here, and they were talking about they had a problem with this, and this is what I said to them: how to solve it. Boom, done. That's it. Your video's over, right? But something that's going to be valuable for your specific target, um, your target customer. And here's the thing: I, now mm -hmm. think about what I, what I just said. I was talking to a client, and this is the problem that they had. I guarantee you, other people are having that problem, and you've just given them the same answer you gave to your client. Right. And now you're able to spread that message much more. Right. It's all about feedback. It's all about listening to and also it's also about listening for pains and problems that your market has. Um, a lot of people kind of avoid pain and problem. Right. If someone's like having a problem, you know, it's like, I, I, OK, like I don't want to go there. Embrace the problems, because if, you, if you're able to embrace that problem and help solve it. Right. People will come to you and flock. I have that problem also. Right. And, they'll, and can you help me, too? And that's kind of and that's also in a nutshell what marketing actually winds up being. <laughs> Sure. No, I mean that that is really powerful, and I think that um, I'm hopefully that the audience will will be comfortable with the fact that we're not asking them to to set up a Hollywood style production that's going to take an hour out of their day. It literally is, as you say, when a client's gone and you think, oh yeah, that 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 is a problem that a lot of people face. It's only 90 seconds, and it's a moment just to post it on Facebook, isn't it? Um, so uh, that that is absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. And I'll tell you, like I have a Setup, it literally cost me five dollars i bought a little tabletop stand for my phone a little like clip on light because uh, that's that's the only thing that, that i might say if you want to say like production qualities if you can get a good light on your face but that you can buy these things they're literally five dollars they clip onto your phone they look great and that's it you set it up your setup is literally a minute you post your video and you're done <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated or long at all I, I think, Gavi, what you're doing is you're taking the rug of excuses from under people's feet now, which has to be a good thing. So uh, thank you very much for that. So it's, it's all about uh, uh, bashing through those limiting beliefs so that people can become and the people they the best people they can be to give their gift to the world. Sure. <laughs> that, thank you. Um, next question, which is, uh, is just a more of a, a general question, but focusing obviously on, um, I guess, sort of your particular passions and specialisms is obviously every business wants to increase their sales. If you could give three tips to someone who is either starting out in business or maybe kind of changing direction slightly in their business, three tips to increase their sales, what would those three tips be, please? Okay, three tips for increasing sales. Um, so the yes. first tip would be, would be to create a very clear offer. Um, and this is a this is something that uh, is really important to understand is that when people are going to buy something, a lot of times that people people will not buy for really one of two reasons, particularly if they've engaged in a conversation with you, is that they they realize after talking with you maybe it's not the right thing for them, or 
and this is this is uh, where where we can kind of intervene. They don't understand what they're buying. So if you can mm. really make it super clear what the offer is, um, and then that will that that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna help people in kind of move in that direction, um, and also be able to also like listen to objections that people are have because like over time, particularly as you're in business long enough, you'll start to see this a pattern of the same kinds of objections that people will have, and figure out ways to be able to either address those objections. Um, you know, through just conversation or actually in the business, figure out how could, what, what can I put into my business to address that objection. So that would kind of be the, like the, the the first step, which is get it clear on your offer. And I guess for the second step is is learn how to um, address objections. That's really the number number two. And number three is there's a book I highly recommend um, called Spin Selling. And what Spin Selling um, does is is he teaches you really a method for how to frame a sales conversation to really understand what the prospect's problem is. Because people really under, uh, feel that you really understand what their issue is, they're going to be much more inclined to buy to buy from you um, uh, so as opposed to somebody else who's just like, oh, well, we do this, 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 and this. But if you can understand mm -hmm. what their problem is, then explain how what, your, what you offer fits into what their um, – to what their issue is, your selling is going to be a lot easier. They're going to feel that you're actually going to solve their problem, and in general, general, your sales conversations um, are going to go a lot more smoothly. So it's the book is Spin Selling. Another book also I recommend is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's kind of a way just to really kind of um, like their real specific tactics of how to listen to people so that people feel heard, understood, and more likely uh, to take the action that you want them to take. Mm, that, that that's really interesting because um again going back to the services um businesses that that a lot of our audience are from um i think it's very common to kind of say look we do this we do that we do the other and you know you you sort of do step back and then realize that's just what everybody else is saying every other business is doing so right. i think the tips you've given today are, are absolutely so valuable because it's about those it's about saying well actually there is this problem i've had a client with this problem this is how we can solve the problem and i think that um, and i'm hoping the audience will see straight away just how much more enticing that's going to be for potential clients to actually say hey this 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 person really gets the kind of problems that i'm having so yeah I, i'm going to go through and as you say book that call or, or whatever that clear call to action is um so that is very engaging thank you very much garvey because it's I, important i just want to add one point because it's important also understand sure. that when, when people buy things i heard uh I'll, I'll i'll quote the guy i heard this from his name is uh is dove gordon he's actually a colleague of mine and he said that basically people buy for one of two reasons is that they buy to they buy to get something that they want but don't have or they buy to get rid of something they have and don't want and that's really the end goal, whatever that is. And and uh, your job as a marketer and as a business owner is how do I make it clear to them what I what what I can give them or get rid of for them if they have a problem, and then just remove any blocks to be able to make it a no-brainer decision for them to be able to choose me to help them out and so, by solving their problem. Hmm. That's I think that sums it up beautifully thank you very much yeah. um now gavi um i don't know whether there's anything else you just want to tell our audience um i, I know that certainly i understand that you're actually offering a, a three-part video course at the moment um can you tell us a little bit about that please 
Yeah, sure. So I, I have a, uh, a free kind of Facebook ads scaling course um, that you can go to at gavizeitlin.com um, slash actionistas. Um, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming uh, uh, that there is going to be a link somewhere in the show notes that people absolutely, can access that link. Yes, yes absolutely. So, so basically what I'm covering in that course, it's, it's actually kind of very much in terms of the discussion we've had now, is that to be able to prepare your business for scaling, you have to make sure your foundations are set. So it's a three-part video course, um, and the only the third video really touches on how to set up a Facebook campaign. The first two really go through exactly kind of what we've been discussing in the conversation is how do you really hone in on what are the pains and problems of your market? And there's a, there's a whole video just on how to write copy, how to write marketing, um, marketing material uh, to be able to really hone in on what that issue is and build your foundations right, test your foundations, make sure that um, your, your, your message and your, and your marketing are strong. And then you can go to Facebook ads and you can scale that. And this is how you really can grow and scale your business. And this is true for service providers. I mean, in general, there's a kind of evolution with a lot of service providers is that they'll do a lot of kind of one-on-one or done for you um, type of service. But then what happens is as they max out, they can, tr they, they can try to scale their business on the service level, but to really start scaling your business, when they really start to hone in on the problems of their market, they can turn that type of knowledge then into a course that can that can uh, in, like uh, scale to infinity. And again, if you have the right message and you can apply the right marketing to it, Facebook ads are a great tool for that. And I'll actually give you a good example of someone who's done that. Uh, again, we're, we've been, I'll continue on the accounting theme that we've been talking about there. There's a guy whose name is Andrew Argue, who's a CPA, and uh, he had gotten involved also in doing digital marketing for accountancy firms. Um, and what he ended up seeing was that a lot of people, one of the big challenges that they were having was that you have a CPA who works, let's say, in an accounting office, but their challenge is how do I break away from that to be able to grow my own firm, right? So he, yeah. based on all his knowledge, was able to, to, to do a test run with a couple of people, get them great results. And then he just took that information and he packaged it into a course. And last year, the guy made $12 million a year. Like over the course of the year, he he scaled he scaled in less than three years he scaled to that. So don't discount the power of the knowledge that you have, particularly when you ask the right questions to your market and you understand what the real problems are. Because here what I can tell you is that everyone else in your industry, no one's asking these questions. They're basically, this is what I've been taught, this is what I've learned, this is what I'm supposed to say, this is what I'll do. But if you really ask the right questions, understand those pains, that's where the gold is in any market. Brilliant. Thank you. And, and Gavi, if anybody wants to contact you directly, um, what's the best way to contact you, please? Yeah, sure. So um, I also, in addition to the uh, to the you can get it, you can get access to the course, uh, which actually goes to Facebook Messenger. So you can message me uh, via Facebook. You can also go to GaviZeitlin.com slash call. And I offer free strategy sessions to people who are you know potentially good fits for clients um, for me to be able to help them kind of solve any issues they're having in their business. Uh, so you can go to that URL, GaviZeitlin.com slash call. It will take you to a Calendly, a Calendly uh, page where you can uh, book a call on my calendar. And uh, if you are going to be a good fit, I look forward to uh, connecting with you. That sounds absolutely brilliant. And of course, we'll, we'll put all the links, Garvey, so that uh, everybody has easy access to it. Well, from my point of view, that has really been 
eye-opening <laughs> and hopefully for the audience they're going to take away so much um i mean particularly uh, overcoming this fear of the the video and actually sort of as you say sort of not shying away from the pains and the problems but actually you know in your words embracing it all garvey mm -hmm. um thank you so much for joining me um today really appreciate it and i, I know that the audience will have appreciated it as well my and pleasure Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast and we look forward to welcoming you on future podcasts.